This is Being Awesome with Rob Springer. A couple of years ago, I had this crazy dream that I can't just forget because it's just it was so weird. And I've always remembered it. Apparently, I was on some sort of business trip and I was driving in this uh, 70s, maybe early 80s model Buick that was like a uh, big, big old land boat of a car. And it was like a cream colored car. And I was driving down like weird back road highways to uh, get to this business function I was supposed to be at that I would be driving this not very fuel efficient car to get to. Well, I apparently in my dream I'd gotten tired and it was time to stop at a motel to call it a night, you know. And I pull into this motel and it was one you know when you're on a road trip and you see these older style motels on the side of the road, they're like it's kind of like a strip of buildings all together and there's like there's that lock and key door that goes between each room so the cleaning staff can just go through the rooms that way instead of going in and out of the front door. Excuse me. One of those type uh, hotels. And it was like, I remember it was like a blue color. And I checked in, you know, put my bags in my room and went to the uh, snack machine to get myself a soda. And, I, and for some reason, my dream was very detailed. My dreams are usually very detailed. And um, I got myself a can of Shasta and a bag of Skittles. And I don't know why I specifically dreamt about getting Shasta at a motel. But I really like Shasta. And, you know, it's a cheap soda. But I've always really liked it. We used to get it a lot when I was a kid. And um, so I guess it's just in my mind at knowing one of those motels is going to have a Shasta machine instead of a Coke machine. But I got a can of Shasta and uh, Skittles. How many more times can I say Shasta next minute? Uh, Shasta. Shasta. And um, the people at the motel... You know, like all the guests came and confronted me. They were all standing around outside. Apparently, Jason Voorhees had been killing people in the motel, which led me to wonder, is there a lake behind the motel? Why here? But anyways, Jason had been killing people, and they came to me to uh, help them stop Jason Voorhees once and for all. And I had an idea how to do it. So we went to the trunk of my Buick, opened it up, Got out some boxes. I had, like, boxes of white t-shirts and puffy paint. And we wrote with puffy paint on the shirts, Jason, please stop killing us. We made little hearts and balloons, too, because, you know, if you're going to make a shirt with puffy paint, you better have some hearts and balloons. Maybe a flower. And we wrote we wrote our Jason, don't kill us shirts and put them on. Nightfall came. Jason comes walking up. There I am drinking my Shasta. He sees the shirts, goes, oh, turns around and leave. So I have to figure out how come all the people at Crystal Lake never just thought of making a please, Jason, don't kill a shirt. This is being awesome. The podcast about loving Transformers and having fun. I'm Rob. And something's not right in my head. This week in awesome guys, I want to just I was just talking about Shasta. For a moment, I, how many times am I going to say Shasta? Crystal Pepsi is back on shores. Shores, wow, is back on store shelves 
for a limited time, and I implore you to get it. I love Crystal Pepsi. Uh, I always did. In the early 90s when it was introduced, um, you know, I was like in ninth grade, and it kind of saw its way out when I was in 10th grade. And uh, in those days, my dad would come pick me up from school, and on the way home, we would stop at the... uh, it was a, a Starvin Marvin uh, Speedway, you know, like a cha- the Starvin Marvin gas stations, but it always said Starvin Marvin Speedway, which is I always thought was funny because Speedway and Starvin Marvin are two separate gas stations, I guess, under the same brand, but whatever. We'd always stop there, and Dad would get himself a, a lottery ticket, and my dad smoked uh, Swisher Sweets, and he'd buy himself a pack of those. And when he was there, he'd let he'd get me a soda, and I'd always get a Crystal Pepsi. I love Crystal Pepsi, so having it back here is now is just is, is a blessing for me because I love this soda, and I'm very sad it's going to be a limited time thing. And you know, so I've been every chance I get to uh, buy it, I buy it because you know, Surge came back last year. And it's still on it's still on shelves, or at least here in Georgia, I can find Surge without even looking. You know, at first I was frustrated because it took me forever to find a can of Surge. It took actually, ironically, a work trip for me to stop at a uh, racetrack to get, basically to use the bathroom and get something to eat. And I had uh, found Surge there, so I bought cans of Surge. So now that, you know, Crystal Pepsi's back, and they're saying limited time, but I almost wonder if this is just sort of a test to see how well it'll sell, and maybe they'll bring it back full-time. I'd hope they do. I love this stuff. You know, there's so many variations of Pepsi already on the shelves, I'm pretty sure another one wouldn't hurt anything. You know, I've just... It was funny, after a while they replaced it with Crystal by Pepsi, which was like a more citrus soda, and I drink a lot of citrus sodas. Uh, and I like cola a lot, too. So a clear cola is like a uh, hybrid of citrus and... Uh, cola you know what i mean it's the best of both worlds i just i just love this stuff speaking of things i love guys before i get into the transformers conversation excuse me that was gross before i get into the transformers conversation new core toys are starting to hit the shelves as we speak Uh, apparently they've done away with the single pack figures they've had in the past and are now doing double pack figures and the double pack figures each will features a uh a curse character and a core character together. It's about four dollars, uh, like three ninety something, you know, which is basically what two core figures would cost, anyways. I don't know why they, they resorted those packs, but I'm not complaining. I really, I, I missed out on getting a Puma in the uh, big three figure packs from last year. I mean, they're still on sh- shelves. I just never got them. Got her because she always came with a uh, two figures I already had. But now here's Puma in a pack with Diesel, who I don't have. So I'm definitely going to get on that. And there's some new stuff coming. Uh, the the figure packs that come with little vehicles. There's a new tank one that uh, comes with, of course, Plague. And uh, it's a neat looking tank. One of my uh, one of the people in the core fandom who's been posting pictures. There's a little SUV type truck that comes with a curse. I mean, a, a Plague also. And I don't know. Excuse me, if that's like an international thing or what, but I'm looking forward to that. I'd like to get that little truck thing. I don't really do a lot of the vehicles. I mainly go for figures, but that's a cool-looking little set. But, guys, let's get back to Transformers. You know, the the thing this show is majorly about is about Transformers and having fun. I talked about fun first before I got to Transformers. Uh, 
the past couple of weeks, the Combiner Wars web series has been showing on a Go90. Um, I spoke about it about a week or t- about two weeks ago. I spoke about it some, and you know, for hit or miss, the show's gotten a little better, but uh, it's still about the same thing. It's like, you know, it is what it is, and it got me really thinking. What would I like to? It's easy to critique something. You know what I mean? It's super easy to critique something. And it's like, okay, how would have I done it? And I'm going to talk about the story, how I would handle the Combiner War story. Um, and this includes the comics, too, because, you know, a lot of people were divisive over the, the Combiner Wars comic storyline. So this is how I would, uh, particularly would do Combiner Wars as a story for either a cartoon or comic. So hear me out here. And I I have two different story paths as to why the combiners would be fighting. And I realized after I thought them up that they're kind of similar to things that went on in Marvel. Some would be full frontal and say it right now. There's an X-Men version and a secret war, excuse me, civil war version of the events. So what I would figure is, you know, in current, uh, transformer setting like comics and, combiner wars and all that uh, the war's over and there's no clear uh clear view or clear cut line on who the bad guy is it could be an autobot or a decepticon and um so i could see in this setting the guys there are combiners uh combiner team members getting to themselves and this is where i said the x-men version of the story some would think they're superior beings in the fact that they can combine and would start trying to basically take over the civilization while the ones who thought, Hey, we should not look our gift horse of power in the mouth and take it for granted or use it recklessly. And basically combiner members with, um, differences of opinion would basically get in this little war here. And, you know, uh, Greg, Greg Seflak M cipher had said earlier to me this week, combiners are like, are used like Godzilla in, um, Transformers fiction. And, you know, he was right. But I would think this would focus more on the uh, Combiner members. You know, their personal politics and what have you. And, um, of course, you know, their them fighting would be whenever the fight would get to elevated state where they would need to combine. Now, that's my X-Men version of the story. Knowing that my uh, story, my, my, my realizing my th- story ideas are close to Marvel ideas, the other version would be the Civil War version of the storyline. These combiners are getting well known, and the government, you know, the the government that's running Cybertron, decides they wanna they wanna keep keep tabs on these guys, keep, make like a list, keep, you know, get them under their thumb, so to speak, because they're potentially dangerous. You know, you got five of them together, and they could form some giant, you know, butt kicker. And some of the combiners obviously have a problem with this and some of the combiner teams don't and they end up basically fighting over this in bunches of skirmishes while the government and you know non-combiner teams are trying to basically protect the civilization and trying to convince them hey cut this out so that's my civil war version of the events and you know windblade Sure is starring in a lot of Combiner War stuff, despite not being a Combiner. And I haven't left her out either. You see, Windblade is the city speaker. 
And as we all know, Combiner Wars takes place before Titans Return. So I would think she would be... <coughs> excuse me. During this thing, deep inside Metroplex, having a giant conversation with them that's kind of got her out of the public eye for a minute. But that doesn't mean she'd just be a convenient way of writing her out. You would see her having... um, You know... The conversation with Metroplex is just a well. Today's gonna be hard, Windblade. She's like, "Oh, really? What, what we got? What we got going on, Metroplex?" It's not like that, you know. It's like a, it's like a uh, almost mental thing. So I would imagine we'd have scenes of similar to um, the scenes in G One when Rodimus went inside the Matrix, or uh, in the G Two comic when Optimus went inside the Matrix. Or even in Beast Machines, when Optimus would go on his like spirit quest things and like while meditating, I could see several little scenes like that while Wingblade's trying to Windblade, excuse me, is trying to make sense of what Metroplex is telling her. But it's just this crazy scene, so I could see that going on as like a like a bookend or maybe a little little like bumper type segment between the fights and all that, while basically the Combiner Wars are going on. And I don't know how clear I was with that, or because, you know, like, you guys know me, I make this before I go to bed, so I might be drifting off in La La Land. But yeah, like my, like I said, I would base it more on the Combiner team, guys, and a matter of personal politics, and then basically fighting over ide- ideology, idea over a mindset, be it either we're, one of us thinks we're the superior race, and the others think we should use this power responsible, or... The government's trying to regulate us, and some of us are for it, and some of us are against it. Well, that's the way I think I would go about Combiner Wars. But you know what? Speaking about the things, the way I would go about things, let's skip on over to the questions and answer portion of the show. The Q&A thread, which is exclusive to the Talk Transformers group on Facebook. The exclusive forums of being awesome it's on facebook search it up join and enjoy the coolest place to talk about transformers ever ever for ever you know every so often i put the thread up there getting content to fill up this pool this queue of questions of talking points and comments and this week's question comes from Eric Crowbar. Eric goes on to ask, excuse me, let me clear my nose. Goodness, excuse me. Eric goes on to ask, so you know how DC and Marvel have multiple universes with many different heroes and multiple versions of characters. For example, the many versions of Spider-Man. How would you feel about Transformers doing the same thing and having some kind of media where Prime, Armada, G1, Beast Wars, etc. were all merged into one universe and we got to see the characters from different Transformers universes interact? I personally think it'd be cool. I also think it had... <coughs> Excuse me. I also think it may have been done in the comics around Unicron trilogy. I could be totally wrong about that, though. Eric Crowbar, you're totally right about that, though. In fact... It's a reoccurring thing. The Transformers multiverse. It has been a constant thing since about 0203. And when I say that is that there's always been the idea of alternate realities and parallel universes within Transformers. Uh, It was in the uh, 
Marvel comics where Unicron had a Galvatron plucked from another dimension where Galvatron won. You know what I'm saying? It's always been a thing in Transformers. But around, I want to say 0302, 02 or 03 is when it became a more focal point. And that was when the multiverse became a thing. As in, Hasbro straight up saying, there's several alternate alternate universes. And in fact, the first version of Transformers Universe, before it was just uh, packaging for more classics, it had a storyline when it was a repaint line. And the storyline was Unicron. Let me get a drink of this Crystal Pepsi. My throat is scratchy. Go figure the minute I start talking into this thing. That is delicious. But Unicron was plucking Transformers from different timelines and alternate universes. And they were inside of him fighting gladiator style fights. And Unicron was living off of the uh, off the bad vibes of the fights and off of the sparks of the defeated Transformers. And there was ones that sided with him that were led by heralds of Unicron, such as Razorclaw, who was Tigerhawk from Beast Wars from an alternate uh, reality where he was a bad guy. Stuff like that. It was a really neat little setting. And the fiction saw its way through in the um, OTFCC comics. Now, in the mainstream comics in the Dreamwave era, they actually did that too. Basically, toward the end of the Armada comics, because Unicron was attacking, well, he brought in G1 Megatron and a bunch of G1 Decepticons into the Armadaverse to go hunt down all these guys. So there was a cross-dimensional, you know, crossover there too. And, you know... Uh, Fun Pub's BotCon fiction really focused on that a whole lot, and there's been other stories since that too. But yeah, Eric, uh, there really has been. You know, there has been for a long time now, and sometimes it's a focal point, and sometimes it's not. It really depends on the writers. I know, I know, for a while when they first uh, the aligned continuity, you know, that launched in uh, I guess 2010 with War of Cybertron and Transformers Prime and all that. Um, I remember. It was supposed to be separate from the multiverses, and this is the one Transformers continuity that doesn't isn't part of that. It's its own uh, own thing. And then I think at some point later, it went ahead and fell back into it. You know, the movies are hell. The movies have alternate version dimensions with the different fictional settings and all that. You know, in the um, those cool movie comics, there's actually a storyline going on. If Megatron had won the fight in the first uh, live action movie. Those comics were, I really liked those comics. Uh, Simon Furman, you know, he did, um, he did a bunch of them and they ended up getting published here on IDW comics as little short stories. And there's little adventures in and out of the, in the, in and out of the movie setting. And I liked those a lot, but yeah, Eric, thanks for your question. And you know, the reason you had an idea why they address something like that is, is because you just might not have been aware it's one of those things where every every fictional thing really has an alternate universe set in. I think Ninja Turtles and Ninja Turtles has a cartoon movie directly about it called uh, Turtles Forever, where the idea of alternate universes is like a main plot thread, you know. And there's a crossover between the they always say '80s Turtles for the old uh, old Saturday morning cartoon one. 
And I always kind of hiccup there a little because it started out at the end of the 80s, but it was really like the early 90s where it got super huge. But anyway, those turtles were crossed over with the early uh, 2000s turtles, and even the black and white ones showed up. You know, you know, Batman's even um, Spider-Man's folk. Batman in an episode of The Brave and the Bold, he made there was like a quip with like, "How come you're not all?" dark and broody and batman made the answer batman has a lot of different physical <laughs> you know just like a little joke basically saying there's been a lot of different versions of batman but it's, it's always been a thing actually i was saying that you know dc comics as a whole i think they got the whole earth 2 and whatever settings and marvel it's just it's just a thing and almost every fictional uh long-going fictional universe Alternate universes have always have, have always been a thing, and sometimes they make a point to address them in the story, and sometimes they don't. I always really like that sort of thing because it's fun to me. It's fun. It was fun in a universe. There's a this in about early '04, Walmart was going to start doing a thing where. Uh, they had this little section of the toy aisle and would feature each month on a different toy line. And it'd be like this month. Well, when I first started off, they let off with Transformers. They had Transformers month. And this little section, it was like a aisle, like a little mini aisle, was full of Transformers Energon stuff, as well as exclusive stuff. They had a exclusive Ruination box set. They had um, a, a Sunstorm exclusive made from Armada Thrust, and he came with like a version of the Perceptor uh, Minicon team. And uh, he had um, the Galvatron, the leader Galvatron, was uh, its initial release was exclusive to Walmart for that month, and then it would hit other stores, you know. And in these uh, exclusives was uh, reuses of the uh, Car Brothers, the Car car Robot Brothers, you know, from Robots in the Skies, uh, the Prowl Mold, as uh, I think he was Inferno, believe it or not. He looked like Red Alert, but they named him Inferno. And then uh, Wild Rider, or uh, Exbron. I said Wild Rider, my mistake. Exbron's mold was used to make um, Ratchet. And um, I'm sputtering a little bit because I'm like, it was Ratchet, right? But in that universe comic, where the whole point was all these different universes colliding, um, there they were trying to get their crap together after a big old skirmish. And there was that, uh, ratchet working on a guy. And there, one of the guys was saying, we have faith in you, ratchet in our universe. Ratchet is a great healer. <laughs> you know, just, it, it's always fun to me for stuff like that. I remember, um, for the longest when it'd be like, uh, Wow, what's that toy? And I'd say, it's a Optimus, not Optimus, because this is Optimus from this dimension. And I've kind of forcibly made myself stop saying that, because, look, when you're having a conversation with someone who casually likes these things, or doesn't like them, or just has a working knowledge, you don't want to have to explain the answer before after you give the answer every single time you open your mouth. And that's true in almost anything, but like say, wow, it's like, you ever have to have someone ask you, well, what's going on with Transformers? And you spend more time explaining each concept than you did actually saying what's going on. 
<laughs> you know, it's it, it's frustrating when I had to explain alternate universes and all that. And there's no good way to explain it without losing the average person five seconds in. So I had to kind of make myself stop doing that for just the sake of uh, just a quick conversation, <laughs> you know. But hey, Eric, thanks so much for your question. And everybody, please, you know, I got a few more questions left in this uh, in the current uh, pool of questions. So the thread will be popping back up before you know it. So get on over to Talk Transformers and join. And while you're there, you know, it's in the name. How about you Talk Transformers? Best place to do it online. Pinky swear. <laughs> Guys, being awesome, the podcast about loving Transformers and having fun, is part of the TF Radio... I just brain farted. <laughs> the Radio Free Cybertron family of shows, which all of them that can be found at tfradio.net for all the shows and showtimes. And there's a multitude of ways to download them all through your iTunes, through your Stitchers, through your Google Plays, through your ISS, ISS, what the crap? RSS feeds. I use a, I use a podcast catcher to listen to all mine. You can get us that way. Anyway, you can think about finding a podcast and listening to it. We're available. But you know what? While you're there on our site at tfradio.net, you can check out those Amazon links for an easy way to support our show and our network without cost, you costing you anything. You know, you just go through those links next time you want to buy through Amazon, and they hook us up. And we totally thank you guys for it. Guys, I'm Rob. And you can find me online on Twitter and on Instagram at RoboRobSpringer. And hey, while you're checking me out online, check out my personal website, ZoneBase.org. You know, it's my personal Transformers fan site, backslash blog, backslash fanzine. I don't know, but it's mine, and you can find it at ZoneBase.org. I update it a couple times a week. And I'm spoiling things here. It's going to get a Halloween costume for the month of October. But anyway, please check that out. Guys, thanks so much for listening. And, you know, I just forgot how I was going to end this. So I'm just going to say thanks for listening. And I'll, and we'll, I'll, blah, I'll be back next week with another one of these. I was about to say we'll be back. But I'm sitting in my computer room talking to uh, my computer. So me and... The Royal We will be back next week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Bye. This has been Being Awesome with Rob Springer. Gotcha, 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 gotcha. Transform, save the future. Don't let 